and we are live hello hello everyone and thank you so much for joining us again on the lampo show podcast i am your host tina lampo entrepreneur and digital content creator today on the show we have miss mika and sam um, a nigerian american couple and they are going to share their intercultural marriage journey with us um, from the beginning to the end now that mrs samson has joined her in america so if you could miss mika and then mr samson introduce yourself to the audience hello everybody hello <laughs> my name is mika church colberry uh, I am married to my husband, Samson, um, Samson Colberry B. He's been in the U.S. Um, since May, no, since, I'm sorry, November uh, 25th of 2020. And my name is Samson Colberry B. <laughs> I'm happy to be here since November 25th, 2020. Okay. Nice Thank to have you. everybody around. <laughs> okay and so a little bit about the lampo show podcast this is a platform where the good the bad and the ugly of long distance um relationships and intercultural marriages can be truthfully and openly discussed with about american women and men from the country continent of Africa. So without further ado, we're going to go ahead and get into this interview. So one of y'all, can you tell us how did you two meet? Um, actually, we met through uh, a Nigerian couple that lives here in Tuscaloosa. Uh, one of them has, uh, well, the guy, he has passed away. He passed away about six months ago. But um, I had uh, went through my divorce. Um, he was a good friend. Um, I had been knowing David Bayode for uh, more than 20, 25 years. Mm -hmm. And he was getting ready to go to Nigeria uh, to meet uh, his then uh, wife at that time. And I said, I want to go. And they said, are you sure? I said, yes, I would love to go. And they asked if I had a passport. I said, no, I don't have a passport. They said, well, you need to get a passport and um, you need to get a, a visa. But at that time, I was wondering, you know, why should I go? I don't know anybody in Nigeria. So she said, um, um, when she arrived to the U.S., she said, um, I have somebody that you can meet. She showed me three pictures of three different guys. Um, the first two guys, they didn't understand English. I didn't understand them and they didn't understand me. And of course, it was nothing I could do with them. <laughs> so uh, immediately when she showed me the picture of Sam, I said, oh, he's kind of cute. I said, I would like to, um, <laughs> I would like to talk to him. I would like to, you know, see what he's about. And so um, she got him on the phone. And of course, with the time difference, uh, the seven hour difference, um, he was, sleeping at the time it was on a Sunday I'll never forget and she messaged him and said hey I have somebody that wants to meet you and um, I think then she showed she sent a picture of me no she just sent a number to me uh -huh. then I said she started to talk to me and told me oh this person really is a nice person she was talking good about you <laughs> then I was like okay then that day you know being a Sunday I was happy because it's like a dream come true and a sign of my prayer being accepted. 
So it's a sign of a very lovely Sunday for me. So I was happy. I couldn't wait. But the time difference, you know, man. So finally, I said, have you sent my picture? She said, yes. And I said, can I see her picture? She said, I should just hold on. I should just calm down. You know, I was in a haze. I can't wait. I was so curious. Then I was like, oh, where's that picture? Where's that picture? She said, hold on. You don't worry. Let her say something first before she can give me a picture. Then uh, later, I think the next day, she sent me a picture. I said, man, she's cool. I said, uh, I, I hope she really wants me. You know, it's 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 something you can force. Right. You can force it. It will come natural. So, I, I I am okay. I believe I am ready because I am already happy about it. So I was like, I hope she likes me. You know, <laughs> I was seeing myself as as a hungry thing. I believe I'm not fine. I believe I I I never what what somebody living in America will like about me. So I was just asking that question repeatedly I hope she likes me she said yeah she has seen your picture she said she likes you she's even asking for your number now I said girl thank you <laughs> so then we are seeing our number we start talking we start talking but then the ugly part of that situation um she actually um told Sam that I had money I had just bought a house and mm -hmm. I was uh, a potential to scam so she wanted to go in business with Sam to scam me. And um, wow. Yeah. Mm -hmm. And we're not friends with, with, with her. Yeah, okay. I think uh I think what she was trying to tell me is like, oh, she wants me for good. I am a struggler, I'm a hard worker, I'll be working so hard. Uh, uh and you know, um, we are in the movie industry together because I'm a movie producer and a director in Nigeria. So, you know, I love my job. I, I love to be on stand. I love to work. Mm -hmm. So when, I, when I'm not working, I feel sad because, you know, we believe um, what you work, when you work, that's when you can make what you can use in making means. Mm -hmm. So where the way she was talking, oh, this person, this person is that. Then at a point in time, she now became... She wants to talk good mother between the both of us. And this is me. I have a plain heart. I don't do things anyway. So anything me and my wife, okay, let mm -hmm. me not say my wife now. Let me say anything me and Mika, anything we talk about there, you know, being the person that introduces us to each other, mm -hmm. I always definitely call her. When she calls me, and say, oh, this is what we've discussed. This is what she said. This is what I said, you know. Try not to be a betrayer to her. Mm -hmm. I am loyal to her, you know. So then at a point in time, we just figured that out. And I'm like, she was trying to like tell me, oh, she wants to send you money. She wants to send you phone. Then I'm like, okay, that's good. Then at a point in time, I realized she was telling me something different. Mm -hmm. And she was telling my wife something different. And Later, when I had those things, I said, what she was trying me to do is saying some things, getting money from her, and I'm not for she that. She wanted to get money from me. Wow. I'm not for that. Mm -hmm. Because I was happy, you know, this is something, let me tell you something about the journey, for real. 
uh, I think I was, let me say like uh, 15 or 16 years ago, I was in a church and I was giving a prophecy that a white lady is coming to uplift you. 15 years ago before our marriage. So that day when this connectivity came up, why I was so happy, the first statement I said that it was, God, let your will be done. Mm-hmm. She told him that it would be a white lady, a foreigner from overseas that will um, come into his come. life. And of course, when so, he saw me, he immediately, oh, this said, is the closest is, to a white woman that... Yeah. So my intention from the, from the start wasn't any bad intention. So I just said, God, if this is your way, let mm-hmm. your will be done. So then the moment she starts saying some shit about me, saying things about me to her, you know, she was trying. I, I remember she told me um, my wife was trying to send me some token money. I have never in my life asked money, you know, because never. you see, as, a, as an African man, we have something called priority, mm-hmm. especially we the Yorubas. We have something called priority, and our priority is we as a man. You know, I'm not a scam, so I don't believe in getting money from women. In in, in any Yoruba man watching this program, if if your wife is giving you money to us, it's always a shame. That's a tradition. We believe the man is the head of the family, so it's our duty to always give. Generally, I never ask for money because somebody that has never met me before and trying to like uh, appreciate me, want me, I don't know. There are some things we call test. She may be mm-hmm. testing me, you know? So I was just myself because when a lady comes to you or you come go to a lady and you start asking money from the lady, from the asking money, you know, that's the Right. So I never knew she was telling her I am making request of money, which I never did. So right. wow. at a point in time, she was trying to give me some, even to send money to me. Then she would tell me, don't worry, she will send the money. I said, okay, no problem. I'm not asking for any money. But if she does, that's it. Then she would just tell me, I should not worry. She know how to fix it. Yeah. Then later when she was telling me, oh, she said, I, 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 I am asking for money. I said, look, I have my job in Africa, in Nigeria. Before I meet you, I am working and I, I, I am existing. No matter how kind of life we are living, that is our habitat. Mm-hmm. So, and I told her, I said, if you give me anything, it's a plus to me. So I have not even made any requests because if I started asking money from you, it may pieces you, it may piss you off. And you just walk away. So, firstly, I need to get closer to you. I said that then we now came to the. I think through what I was saying and what she has seen me, she realized I think this guy is for real. Then what anything she she said um, I should buy maybe she blessed me with anything. We love to appreciate any little thing. Mm-hmm. We the Yorubas, I'll be. I'm proud of my culture. We love to appreciate so before i say a lot of african men and we africans we love to say thank you so much when you give us little we believe in when, when you give me little today and i appreciate more it will be easy for you to give me bigger things mm-hmm. so at the time we just made up our mind and said you know what 
we need to let her go off us. Mm -hmm. Then we said, this is us now. Let us be us. So it's a two is a, is a deal. The third party has become something else. Then I'm glad that she, she was on the same line with me and mm -hmm. we made our decision and that is how we cut her off. Mm -hmm. We cut her off the journey and here we are because she believes without her, we can never be here. Mm -hmm. So thank God for the journey. That was the little battle we faced. So but uh, 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 it, it takes somebody that is really ready to face that battle and overcome it. Okay, that's interesting. So basically she was trying to get money out of Mika. Mm -hmm. wow. And she was saying that Sam was asking for the money and telling me, oh, he's asking. I said, why won't he ask me? I said, that's not a good one. Don't, you know, I don't want anybody asking for money or whatever. But we found out it was like a scam. Her and her husband. Wow. Uh, we eventually both of them found out. We found wow. out that they wanted to scam oh she's a good one she just bought a house she has money so no i just bought a house i don't have any money now okay so let me ask is there an age difference between you two you don't have to tell your ages if you don't want to but is there an age difference it is an age difference. okay and who's the oldest i am okay she's <laughs> she is the oldest but at the same time we we when we start the journey we believe in the power of love. That is the utmost. Age, if anybody can say here is, age is just a number. Correct. Age is just a number. So when we talk about that, we let we never allow that to come into our our love. Mm -hmm. We let that be aside, man. We don't talk about age now. We, let's talk about if do you truly love me? That is the most important thing. Do I truly love her? That is the most important thing. Then, what do you have in mind for me? What do I have as your husband? Then, what do you have for what do I have for her in, in my mind as a wife? Then, that is where we can get connected. Mm -hmm. So we 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 stood by that and say, okay. Then we start looking at the prospect of life, better future, and here we are. Beautiful. Yeah. Beautiful. <laughs> it is. It really is. Okay, so Mika, you did mention that you've been married. You've been married before. Mm -hmm. Samuel, have you been married before? Yes. Okay, so you both have been married before. Okay, so how long did y'all communicate back and forth before things got really serious, like the dating phase? About six or seven months. months yeah. yeah. Okay. Okay. So, you know, I, we need to build the feelings first. <laughs> Yeah. I try to know, I try to know the situation. I'm like, no matter the situation, I realize I need to create my time. No matter how busy I am, then I think that makes us start falling in love with me. Like, <laughs> yeah, he's always looking for way, you know, calling your wife. Hello, how are you doing? If it is just five seconds, yes, it goes a long way. Yes, mm -hmm. that's important. So, yeah, yes. that is what I never I miss the day. Every day. Every day from the day we met. Up Every until day. today, we've never missed a day talking. And that's, that's very important. Video chatting. Yeah. And it very. speaks volumes. It speaks volumes as a person because I don't care how busy someone is. If they want to talk to you, they're going to find time. They're going to make a way. On location. Oh, can I tell you this? Um, there was a time um, 
I traveled down to Osho State. I went to direct the movie there. Then um, uh, the network there is so bad, very mm -hmm. poor. So whenever she's trying to call me on WhatsApp, it's always something else. Then she said, man, Sam, I'm going to throw away, I'm going to throw up my phone. <laughs> I said, why? She said, I'm fed up with this tone, tone, tone. You know, the sound uh, WhatsApp will be giving you when it's saying reconnecting. I said, don't be mad. Just calm down. It is the village I am. <laughs> then I, I figured it out. I don't care how much, you know, data and credit in Nigeria is expensive over there. We do pay as you go, mm -hmm. you know? So that is why we, we, I would tell people that if you want the journey, you need to invest in the journey. Mm -hmm. I think those are things that really bring the feelings and make us to be together today. Mm -hmm. So yes. I, I, I never care about the data again. Then I started calling directly. Mm -hmm. And to make a call from Nigeria to the United States is a little bit expensive. So I don't care. So if it is just one minute, I just want to hear about I'm busy. Are you good? How is work today? Okay. I just want to hear your voice. Before I go to bed, even though we finish working at the middle of the night, I will call her. So I, I think that. that is really what makes us come this long. Mm -hmm. So let me ask, are you two that are you two of the same faith? Mm -hmm. yes okay yes okay so how long after things got serious between the two of you you decided to travel over there and see him um actually uh when we first start talking we start planning okay well i can request you i can um allow you to come to the u.s so we um had sam to apply for a visitor's visa Mm -hmm. He was denied. And once he was denied, we started making plans. Well, I don't have a passport. I don't have a visa. What can we do? So we started making plans to meet up in like Kenya. We were thinking of places where he didn't need to um, mm -hmm. have a visa where we can meet up. So uh, immediately, we, as um, soon as he was denied, we um, um, started talking about me coming over there. So I went to the post office. I got a, um, a passport. And then he sent me a letter of invitation and I immediately went over there. Um, okay. We got married and um, here we are. Okay. So it wasn't a hard process for you to get your passport, your visa, stuff like that. Not at all. Okay. But when, when, when we were, when we were on that page, I was <laughs> just seeing it as a dream. <laughs> you know, I never, I'm saying this because I never believed it would happen because I think of, how would somebody, you know, because I've never gone through this distance relationship in my life. Mm -hmm. You understand? So I'm still thinking, how is she confident enough to travel down all the way from the United States to Nigeria? And I realize the way they portray we Africans, it's just as if when you go to Africa, you're going to hellfire. It's a place <laughs> you should never be. So I'm still seeing that a dream until she snapped a ticket to me. Mm -hmm. I said, finally, I'm coming. I was like, what? I snapped the picture when I received the, visa, the visa in the mail. Yeah. The visa came in the mail and I took a picture. Oh, oh I got I it. Like, it's the only problem. What? Yeah. So <laughs> that, that, that was it. Then I, I, it started happening as a dream. So I'm still in the, in the shock 
until the day I saw her face to face at the airport. And I was like, <laughs> what? This is you. You know, I, I feel like a king because, you know, some American woman <laughs> coming down to Nigeria to see me, man. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that was it. Okay, so when um you went there, did you stay like in a hotel, an Airbnb? Did you go to the village? How was it? We stayed you- at a, we stayed at a hotel, but mm-hmm. of course I visited his place. Sam uh, still has a place there, and we did visit his place. But we stayed in a hotel. You know, I know everybody that um, has been to the, the continent know that it's a power issue, and mm-hmm. I was I, I just could not. I said I have to have air conditioner. I said I fall out, and I said if I wake up in the middle of the night and it's dark, I said I would probably <laughs> go bananas. So we insisted that we stayed in a hotel. Okay. It was nice. It, it, it was nice. It was different. It was a culture shock for me, but it was different. It was different, but I enjoyed the stay. Okay. So do you have children? Yes. Mika? I have two adult children. Okay. Samson? I have a bouncing baby girl. Bouncing baby girl. Okay. Yeah. So no more children are coming along, right? Well, that's between my wife. <laughs> <laughs> okay, so Mika, if I may ask, how does your family and your children feel about you being in this type of um marriage? They uh, cool. were marriage. They were cool from the start. My son, I can remember, you know, him telling me, Mama, if you're happy, I'm happy. You know, do whatever makes you happy. And he was excited. Both of them, they were excited, you know that I was dating somebody from uh, the continent. And then my mom, my mom was been, she has been rocking with me since day one. She actually rode to Atlanta with me to get my visa. She talked to Sam from day one, all the time, all the time. So my family was very supportive. Yes, my Duke was on board. So they have been very supportive and they're supportive now, my mom and my children. Tootie, Mm -hmm. Tootie, she, um, she was happy. She was happy too that I I, I went to the continent, and um, they love Sam. They love him too, awesome. too yeah. now, awesome. and they come over to visit. They love him. My mama loves him too. Hey, mama, I know you're watching. Hey, Anna <laughs> Lois. Yes, mama. <laughs> my mommy. She's a mommy. Yes, yes. <laughs> so when you went to Nigeria, you met his family. They were very welcoming of you also. Very welcoming. Very welcoming. I always tell people, I said, oh, they treat me like Beyonce. Yes. I wasn't used to this thing like bowing. You know, people were bowing. But as soon as I got there, they were taking my bags. Like, let me hold my own bag. They were taking my bags. I didn't have to tie my shoe. <laughs> I didn't have to iron clothes. I, I didn't have to do anything. I, when I tell you I was treated like royalty baby i was treated it, it was just unbelievable to the love the love that i received when i was there okay yep so when y'all got married did y'all get married on the first trip we did okay <laughs> you know i told them i was saying when i come over there i ain't getting married but when i get over there i said we get married yeah i have a story to tell man <laughs> yeah you know um at the first arrival, before she arrived, I was asking a lot of questions. I said, when you come, we need to get married. Then she said, no. Then at a point in time, I realized it's like I am forcing or pushing on that. Then I have to calm down. Then at the point, she 
she was snapping, wearing gown, the shoes she's going to put on. <laughs> then I don't know what came over her at the point in time. After I go, I've got to registry to book a day for us and everything prepared. Because um, what I was taught is um, first impression really matters a lot. So yes. I don't mm-hmm. want to situation by she will come and I will say, oh, sit down, I want to go and do this. No, I make sure everything is intact with the support of my younger brothers. They really stood by me, yes. mm-hmm. you know? So when she came, um, I think two days to go, she said, oh, I'm sorry, I don't know you in person. I don't think marriage is a thing you will be in. It's a lifetime thing. Oh, I don't think I'm going to get married. I never, I said, okay. I said, <laughs> no problem. So I just did myself. But I have that, that, there's a spirit in me that I believe when she comes, I believe she's going to change your mind. So I, I never care about the money I've got to pay to the registry and all the items. You know what? I bought our dress. I bought the dress, but I'm not even looking at that. If you say no, it is what it is. So when we met at the airport, I was like, man, look at her. She's so beautiful. You know, I was smiling. I was like, man. I think, the, the, yeah, I think the smile she saw on my face, like, oh, she can see, you know, when somebody is deceiving, like, yeah, no matter how you try to pretend, right. you can't hide it. Mm-hmm. Right. Nobody can cover a smoke. It will definitely come out. So the way she saw me smiling and everything there, I was, I, I make sure she's very good. I never even put the intention that she says she's not getting married, but I want to make her comfortable. I think the next day or so, she just said, man, you need to get married before I go back. I said, what? Then she said, yes. I said, anyway, I never, I would go to the registry to cancel the date. It's still there. Then I just made the call. I said, okay, we are still in and everything. Yeah, and then that night we were sitting out by the pool. Mm-hmm. We were just talking and talking. I was like, "Why is he rambling? Why is he just saying this?" And then, you know, I think I was texting or something. I looked up; he was down on one knee. He proposed to me, and here we are. Everybody was. <laughs> so the journey is just—you can't just say this is how the journey goes. It's just happening. Yeah, the way God wants. I would say that. You was the happiest man in Africa that day when you saw her at the airport. Man, you know, seeing a beautiful woman from Africa, you know, you know what I mean? From America. From, from, America. from America. Yeah, you know, seeing a beautiful woman from America, you know, like, man, you know, it, 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 it's like, like a president of America, and we call the president of America, that is the strongest president in the whole world, you know? So seeing a citizen from that, continent coming all because of me i feel so big i was happy so you know at the end of the day you know holding her you know you know what i mean you cuffed that woman you cuffed her oh yeah (laughs) you wasn't letting her get away from you (laughs) never never so after y'all got married and um it was time for you to return home. How did you feel having to leave your husband behind? Oh, it was, we, you know, I just kept crying. 
And then it was hard. And then for um, Sam, it was even harder because he he cried. When I look back, you know, when it was time for me to go and it was time for us to separate that last hug, I look back and he was just boohooing. His brothers had him and it was, it was, it was so hard. It was so hard. It was hard. Can you believe I'm still scared then? <laughs> Despite the marriage. You know, we 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 have our world is different from the world here. You know, what we believe is uh, we had that uh, every citizen of America, born and brought up in America, mm-hmm. um everything, it's what it is. So they may, you may get married today. If you're not comfortable in that marriage, the next day they can tell you, I'm done. Exactly. I agree. So I, I was scared. <laughs> I think that was really what made me to cry. <laughs> I was like, man, I wish we can be going together. I wish she, she's here. I wish she can stay more. Then, you know, love, I was in love. At the same time, I was afraid. I was like, how would she feel she go back? You know, I was scared by, if you think of, oh, look at this time. Oh, look at this, look at that. And she just called me the next day and said, Sam, I'm done. So <clears throat> then the, the, the little time we shared together during our process, uh, during the, the marriage processing and everything, mm-hmm. you know, the way she talks, kind of, uh, 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 she gave me a word of encouragement world of bright future yeah let me say that so it's it's like i'm like man this is not somebody i need to miss in my life i mm-hmm. don't want to lose that so i was crying then i cried till we get home <laughs> at the time you know when you're on the head i can't i wasn't able to reach out again i was down then my junior was telling me oh oh, oh bros don't worry i'll Everybody love her. Then um, my one of my brother, he's a cinematographer. He was doing a secret video recording us, and he did the editing and sent to me. I was like, "Wow, Aww. thank you! It's a great memory for me." Oh wow! So <laughs> you know, and another thing I appreciate her for <clears throat> when she came, she met my daughter. The love she was giving my daughter makes me like, wow. So from the first day, I will say this. The first time I saw her face to face, in less than 48 hours, I deeply fell in love and I don't want to lose her. Oh, that's that's so beautiful. That's yeah. beautiful. <laughs> <laughs> so Mika, how much time had passed before you was able to go back and see him? Um, I went in April. I was back in November of the same year. I had to Sound- go back. Sound like me. Yeah. <laughs> Within a few right months, back. I was right back. Yeah, yeah. but uh, we got married uh, April 14th of 2018. I filed our priority date uh, was May uh, 21st of that same year. So when I came back from that first trip, I immediately came back and got on the paperwork. And, okay. Okay. Yeah. So when out. it comes to an African man, an American man, do you think African men move much faster? In relationships well i can only speak for you know what i've uh, witnessed with my husband i think it's, it's all about their in- 
intentions or whatever, mm-hmm. you know, and it happened so fast. You know, I, I wasn't sitting back saying, oh, this happened so fast. To me, it went by slow. It was just like a slow moving process. Mm-hmm. But it, I guess it's all about your relationship. But it was it was slow for me. It was, um, do you think you move fast? Uh-uh. <laughs> I, I, Answer that I, question. At the point in time, at the point in time, I was I was down because I see I was being having high blood pressure. Do you think you guys move fast as far as a relationship? Yeah. Let me say yes, we move fast. Yes, we do. But it's, with, here, but it's with I, intentions, right? Yes. Okay. I, I I can't say that because I've been here and I've um I've seen some differences. You see, um, we Africans, we get married for future, not for purpose. Some get married for purpose. We get married for future. Mm-hmm. You understand? Because in our side, in Africa, when you are married, especially when you are married officially, it is not an easy task to get out of the marriage. Not like you coming to America and somebody just tell you, I'm done, and you think she he or she's done. Mm-mm. Over there, when there's issue between husband and wife, there's room for you to call your father, your mother, or any other people they need to come into it. It is always a personal process. Then it's difficult for you to make a final decision that I want her to go or I want him to go. So, but here I realize it's so easy. So I would say we move fast and love. We do. I would agree to that because an American man will date a woman and live with that woman for 5, 10, 50 years and never marry her. Yeah, and like I say, it's all about your intentions. Yeah, if he's rushing you, you know, because he wants that green car, he wants to make it to America. Yeah, it's it's fast, but um, it's all about the intentions. Mm Mm-hmm. So this question is for both of you. I'm gonna start with you, Samson. So being that you've been with African women all your life, and now that you're married to an American woman, how does the level of intimacy differ between American and an African woman? Let me say it is 1,001 people. I know it's 100. (laughs) 1,001. You see, the different aspect of it is um, Africa, our belief in marriage is different from the belief in marriage in America. Like we Africans, especially from the tribe I am from, Yoruba. Firstly, in Yoruba tribe, it's difficult for you to tell your mother or your father that my wife is older than me. They would not. They would not agree to that. It's wow! Just, it's going to yeah, because they believe in our culture that you are the man, you and your wife. Your wife should be. You should be a little bit older than your wife because in our culture, the man is the head of the family. So in our culture over there, man has life. 
80% authority. Mm -hmm. That is our culture. You understand? Because man, we sought for everything. You are not the one that married me. That is we. I propose to you. I married you. And for you to say yes, that means you are willing to be under my roof. You are willing to be submissive as a wife to your husband. You understand? So that is the kind of life I believe in. That we believe wife should be a supporter to a husband, which is happening there. But in another way around, when I get down here, um, in Africa, your wife would prepare in a Yoruba, let me just say Africa generally, your wife may prepare you if a, 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 a dinner or kind of food, you will like, man, oh, this is not what I want to eat. But you may eat it for the sake of love so that that woman will not feel bad. You know, why some will tell their wife, that is not what I want. So the wife will see it as a duty. She needs to prepare what the husband wants. She needs to prepare what the husband wants. So that means every wife over there, they, they, they are obligated to make sure whatever they are preparing or anything is what their husband wants. And if my wife wants to go out in Nigeria, and I said, where are you going to? She's going to a social place. Maybe she wants to see somebody. I, I can tell her, no, you cannot go. We have to sit <clears> down <throat> together. No matter how I said it, authoritatively, romantically, or anyhow, she has to obey me. <laughs> okay. You understand? Because you I said that um, in your culture that mm -hmm. the man must be older than the wife in the in your mm -hmm. tribe is that just for when you marry within your tribe um what i'm saying now is you see it is not just when you marry in my tribe that is the belief okay okay that is the so belief it's, so it's an so overall belief you understand overall belief okay. you marry in anywhere in the whole world as far as you are you are from this family from this tribe this is the way it goes okay you understand so i think let me now say this uh uh uh, uh, uh let me say the new era now in the way uh, the, the developed and technological life we are living now it's making our parents to realize that it is not about age mm -hmm. it is about the law because when you go to your grand we go to our grandmother or our mothers the reason why they are there our grandmothers they will tell us oh at times they will they will prepare a food, and if our father doesn't like food, he may say, "I don't want the food." The duty of that one, oh, I'm sorry, please, please. And because we, our parents believe, if a a, a a woman is older than the husband, it will be difficult for her to be submissive to the husband. And that's that not true. Uh, yeah, yeah, you would say it is not true in America, but it is happening over there. Mm -hmm. So at a point in time. Things started happening, everybody started getting much more developed and understand that at times you may marry a, a, a younger girl and you may not have a happy marriage. Mm -hmm. You may marry a lady older than you, you may be the best person so far in the world. So then I think gradually our parents started understanding that it is not about 
choosing for the man or for the girl. Okay. It's our happiness matters. So I think now they are the same way with us. But it is 101% different from what the way the women in, um, in Nigeria or Africa is and here. Because firstly, at times, uh, when I got here, we are always happy because at times when my wife wanted to try to tell me some, you know, the kind of commanding tone. Yeah, he always thought I was bossy, but you, you know, know, we had to I know Stylishly, I will not say I thought, but stylishly, I know every American woman are bossy. <laughs> I will say that. What? Yes. <laughs> no. You know why? Yes, I will say that. <gasps> because it, it is not possible for me now as an African to tell my wife now and say, sit down there. You're like, what the hell are you trying to think? Exactly. <laughs> you see the difference? Okay. So what I'm asking you is, how does the level of intimacy, intimacy slash sex differ, differ between an African-American woman and an African woman? How does it differ? The difference is over there, uh, African women are always kind of submissive. They do everything to make sure their husband is good. But here, we are in it together. That's different, I can say. I'm talking about sex, bedroom, sex. Sex. How does it differ? Look at see. He said, hold on, let me put my hat on for this, baby. Look. When you're talking about sex, man, shit. Are us American women, are we very spicy in bed? Is it? Y'all are crazy in bed. <laughs> <laughs> what do you mean we crazy? That means the sex aspect of it is, is higher than the <laughs> of Africa. Let me use that. It is only, you know, uh, I, I, I will say this in Nigeria. Let me not say Nigeria. We, from our continent, um, we believe most times it's always the man that comes to make requests for, oh, honey, I miss you. Oh, really? You know, yeah, I want you. You understand? Most, I'm not saying always. Hmm. I'm saying most, like most times the men that will come home and say, oh, I miss you, darling, and everything. There are times the women make the move. Mm -hmm. But here, I realize even if I'm at work and your wife her phone to call you and say, hey, baby, I'm here missing you, darling. You need to start coming home. <laughs> they go to darling. I was waiting on it. <laughs> yeah, you've yeah. you been saying it all day. <laughs> you need, you need to make, yeah, I, then, you know, it's too different. Because if, if, if I'm at work in Nigeria and my wife called me to tell me that, I may say, man, I'm at work, you know, I'm busy. We need to eat. Then she will, then they already understand that, man, if I call him now and tell him something, I thought he will get mad at me. But I can't get mad here because it is what it is. Mm -hmm. So American women, I give it to you sex-wise. <laughs> yeah, I give it to you. Because you, you I, I think you see it as one of the most priority in marriage here. Yeah. I don't, do you understand what I'm saying? You think we see sex as a priority in marriage? It's part of it. Can you marry? I don't think it's a priority. Oh, 
I said it's either I don't say it is the priority. I said it's part of it. Yeah. Okay. Yes, it is. Part if you can pick up, yes. if I'm walking now and my wife can pick up, I phone to call me and say I'm missing you. I think if I'm not if I'm not available for her day one day two, I think the third day she will go crazy with me. <laughs> <laughs> so Mika, um, how does it differ for you? The it's, level of it's, intimacy. It's different. It's totally different. Um, because some of the things that um, American guys do, they weren't used to it in their culture. So it's it's different. Okay. It's different. So let's talk a little bit about your immigration process and how that went. So when you got back to America and you started the paperwork for him to come over, how long did that take? Oh my God. Um, like I said, my priority date was uh, May 21st, 2018. He was approved on his birthday, April uh, 22nd of 2019. Um, then we received our um, approval letter. We had an interview. His interview was at the embassy in Nigeria, uh, September 14th or 16th of 2019. Yeah of 2019 um it was some things that came up uh i mean he was approved he was approved um they lost his his visa his visa was lost for months it, wow. it was lost it was lost and they never did tell us it was lost he kept going back he kept calling they were saying oh it's not ready yet it's not ready yet um and then the money i saved up for his ticket um my brother died that same year had wow. to help pay for his funeral expenses. I lost a job that same year. And wow. then, of course, uh, January 2020, they shut the country down. We ran into a pandemic. Mm. And then uh, we just waited. It was just like a slow moving, a slow moving process. And I was like questioning myself, is this, you know, is it going to happen? I just don't think it's going to happen. Uh, and then finally, um, he was called and uh, they told you your visa was ready. ready. For yeah. yeah ready for pickup and uh when he picked up his visa that same night i flew him out so okay. he picked it up that morning and honey then you got flew out you got flew yeah. right on out Look. I, I, I couldn't say no i was like i want to get out of here because i'll be waiting with i'm fed up waiting waiting yeah and he <laughs> came the day before thanksgiving uh 2020 honey he had to get over here to darling he yeah yeah <laughs> So it was it was a slow process, and I mean it was just like a series of things. And then when the pandemic hit, it was like, yeah, here we go, here we go. So what did you think about his culture yes. when you were there? His culture, um, it was, it was, it was a culture shock to me. It it was totally different mm -hmm. from what it is here. You know, I'm used to walking into a room and hitting the switch and the lights come on. Um, paved roads um i didn't see a lot of paved roads over there you saw a lot of people on the streets and i remember we were in the car and we would be driving places and i said sam somebody's knocking on the window somebody he said oh darling they're selling something just ignore them but you know you can't ignore it because you're not used to seeing stuff like that but it was people all over the streets it was people selling it was it was just people everywhere it was the, people everywhere it was the, a culture shock the animals that <laughs> It was it was Everywhere. totally different. Everywhere. But we did go to Lucky. 
he um, has family that lives in Lecky and um, when we visited Lecky, it was like we got to the door. It was like butlers and maids. And I was like, Sam, do I take my shoes off before I walk in here? It was it was unbelievable. It was beautiful. Um, and actually, in Lecky, I did see more people that looks like me. It wasn't mm -hmm. so many Africans that I saw, but I did see um, people from everywhere. I saw okay. people of all different walks. So, Sam, what do you think about America now that you're here? Some well, of the culture shocks uh, that you see. It's totally different. It's 101% different because, you know, I'm, I'm used to busy environments. Mm -hmm. I'm used to noisy environments. So when I got here first, it was as if I was locked up in a jail. He actually, when we were leaving the airport and he was like, what's up with all these trees? He didn't understand why it was so many trees and stuff. He was yeah. expecting it Please, to look like yeah. New York and Chicago. He thought he was going to see, see big buildings and stuff like that. So when I got there, I was like, what? Damn. <laughs> I, I, I think when I woke up the next morning, I look outside, everywhere was very quiet. And I was like, what? So boring. All I have to do is just sit down and watch movies from morning to night. Then the light was not off. The light is just there. They never <laughs> took the light. Then um, I couldn't find by a motorcycle on the street. You know, it's not easy for you to move around if you don't have a car. And if you want to get an Uber or any of those um cars you just can't go outside and whistle them down you have to get on the phone or you have to you know, get on the app mm -hmm. he wasn't used to that and I then was... he wasn't used to um the water in the shower you know he would jump in and i was like sam why are you going to and, and come out within two or three minutes oh uh i have to hurry up because they might take the water i said baby they don't take the water here <laughs> no you know um, we, um I'm, I'm used to that because where i live we don't normally have life regularly so when mm -hmm. we pump um uh, uh, we fill up our tank when they bring the light so it's possible we don't have the light maybe in the next three four days so we everybody needs to you don't just waste the water anyhow so but at a point in time i'm like it's totally different it's totally different what do you and think about Hmm? What, what do you think about being able to take your laundry, your clothing, and just put them in the washing machine, and they wash, and you throw them in the dryer? And when you I first still came, be fussing, when huh? I first came here, you, you, when I first came here, we have you see, don't count us out. We have all these things over there. We have it. We have washing machine. We have dryers. We have everything. But you know, it depends on what family you are being born and raised. Mm -hmm. All these things I'm saying now, somebody that, that was born into a very rich family will not tell you anything like that, that I'm saying. Mm -hmm. Because we already, everything you have here, we have it there. Yeah, let me not say we don't have, we have it there. But I, I'm talking about myself. Mm -hmm. I'm for a, a very big family, but we are not born with silver spoon. You understand? So mm -hmm. when we were washing, I was you. I'm raised to the aspect of you need to wash your cloth with That's your hands. We so have rope. You dry your cloth in this, under the sun. You know it's always hot there. So when I saw it, then at the point in time, I started looking at the cloth. I said, "Honey, 
This is messing that these thing in there, messing up our clothes. I'm still washing the washing machine and the dryer, and then he came home one day. Honey, I I I bought rope and clips. Yeah, and I looked at him like, what is rope and yeah. clips? And he said, I'm gonna spring up a place back there in the back to hang my garments out there. And I said, well, I'm gonna still wash dry mine. You can scrub if you want. You to. know, so that is what I'm used to. So gradually, I started uh, 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 adapting to the situation here, to the life here, different. You know, in in, in Africa, we are so we everybody in Africa we are friendly. Mm-hmm. And we 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 live like one family. If I'm going somewhere, it's and I can't understand the road. It's very easy for me to just see somebody passing on, walking on the road and say, "Oh, please, I'm going to this place. Oh, you need to go this way." But here, I realize you need to mind your business. And <laughs> another thing is, in Africa, we are always uh, 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 our your, our neighbors keepers. We love our neighbors so much because we believe the first family you will have is your neighbors. Mm-hmm. Exactly. You know, so if, if if we are living in the next compound and we hear any noise or something, the first thing everybody will come out to see what is happening there. Yeah, we have a neighbor like that. Yeah, um, you know, live next door. So now. over there, we, we 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 are always our brothers keepers. So okay. when I get here, you know, at times I will see somebody's car break up on the road. Uh, break down the road. Yeah, every car would just be passing by, passing by, passing by. I'm like, man, somebody should stop and ask this person no. what. Uh, then I like, man, it's different. Mm-mm. It's different. So, but now I will say this: I am still an African. I will forever be an African. Forever but will be. I am learning because I realize you can never learn about America. To the end every day every situation comes up then every day i keep on learning but it is totally different like um in africa in nigeria our switch when you want to on your light you put it down mm-hmm. but here i was like the light is off and it's on i'm like i think that socket has issues then she told me, no, when you off it it's on i was like damn see when you turn it on the switch goes up and he uh-huh. it backwards so, you know, that alone gives me the spirit of it is different from there and here. Mm-hmm. So it's different, totally different. Yeah. Totally different. So what's the biggest cultural difference between the two of you? And how do y'all language, overcome it? Language barrier. The language barrier. Then reaction barrier. Reaction barrier. You know, we, yeah, he, we when he first came, uh, came here, I used to tell him, your voice is very intimidating. No, darling, that's the way I talk. I said, look, you're going to have to back up. I said, I I just don't like the way, you know, that you're talking. So uh, he toned it down. And where he's from, you know, everybody knows that you talk loud because it's so busy on the streets and stuff. But we had to overcome, you know, the verbiage and and stuff that we Mm -hmm. were using and the way we talk and how loud we talk. That was the main thing. Mm -hmm. So, Sam, let me ask you some questions, sir. Do you mind? Yeah. Okay. I'm here with you. <laughs> so, what <laughs> advice would you give to other African men um, that's trying to come to America to be with their wives? I would tell them not to prepare for the best, but prepare for the worst. You see, 
the picture we are having in Africa is different from what it is here. Mm -hmm. A lot of people we know that are living here, they would not tell you what they need to tell you. And even if they try to tell us, we, because we haven't been here, we have not yet here. So we see them as they are lying to us. You know, we believe, oh, look at him. He's telling me it is not easy in America and he's driving Range Rover Sport. Mm -hmm. He's telling me it is not easy in America and look at what he's putting on. We never understand that there's a system here to get all this thing because in, in, in Nigeria, you, when you buy a house, you buy a house. That means you have, you have your money to buy a house. When you want to buy a car, you want to buy a car because you have the money to buy a car. So that is why you see some people at the age of 40 something, 30 something, they are still saving towards buying a car. And when they are trying to save to buy a car, it is not easy. Something comes up at the middle, they have to spend the money. Mm -hmm. So some may die not having a car. You understand? So when we are there, we, we thought the way it, it is there, that's the way it is there. Oh, look at him driving a rental for 2020, 2022 model, and he's telling me it is not easy yet. So we see them as it, they are lying. So I'm preparing those that are coming that it is not easy in America. Yeah, because most Africans come, well, they have in their minds, they, they think that when you come here, you start picking money you're just picking up money off the floor. Uh -huh. I don't know why they think that money is falling off trees, but it's not. I said, you got to hustle. Just like you're hustling over there in Nigeria, you got to hustle here. Yeah. You I don't tell. hustle, you uh -huh. don't eat. Yeah, I tell, I, tell, I, tell, I tell my people, and I'm telling people that are planning to come here, these are the things I'm going to tell them. Firstly, they should never think their wives or their wife is trying to enslave them mm -hmm. because it is different. Just like when American wife come to Nigeria, they will be so quiet, they will be so silent, they follow our leads. Most so different. as we should have that same spirit and bring it down here. When you come yes. down here, you need to bring yes. down, for, when you get to the port of entry, forget that you are from Africa. Mm -hmm. Now, you need to become a baby so that your wife now become your father or your mother to teach you how you are going to live here. It's not going to take forever. It's going to take some time mm -hmm. because what you do in Africa that you can do freely, you can do it here freely. So I would advise them to drop that ego as an African man, drop it and come down here and be a learner. That is one. Secondly, they should never think, oh, when I come to work, we are always having it at the back of our mind. We never believe in something called bills, the way we pay here. Mm -hmm. They believe, oh, I'm going to Africa, America, I want to make my money. I want to make my money. That's what they do. <laughs> you can't just make your money by yourself. Man, you're sleeping somewhere. You're eating under somebody. Somebody owns where you're living. You need to pay bills. Your duty as a man, you need to support your wife. I would say that. Well, you better tell time. them, Samson. Come you on. You need to support your wife. Come on, brother. 
Yeah, because when you get here, somebody has sacrificed herself. Yes, the sacrifice to go we down made. there to bring you here. So the moment you are here and you start working, forget that you are Africa. Now act as if you know nothing. Let your wife know. Okay. And I will say this again. Maybe American women, if you are taking $1 per hour, they know what you are going to earn at the end of the week to get your check. But they pretend as if they don't know. <laughs> so if, if you are here, if you come to this, this is a land, I can see that America is a land of opportunity. If you have a plain heart and you plan, because if you don't plan, you will fail. Mm -hmm. So you will achieve a lot of things. Come down here, let your wife tell you, bills she has the pain even before your arrival. When she tells you, she knows the amount you are taking from the check. She knows your church. You just pretend. <laughs> they pretend. So when you do this, tell her, honey, baby, darling, what, what do you think we can do on this? I need to support you. So you both sit down, come to conclusion, okay, every of my paycheck, I'll be supporting this house with something like this. Because I will make people understand something now. If you decide you want to go and live by yourself, I bet you will pay times two of what you are meant to be supporting your wife. Most definitely. Mm -hmm. But they don't know. Well, I know. So I'm telling now, bring that ego down. So be ready to support your woman. Then another thing is make sure you never listen to Anybody here. That's the main thing. That's the main Because thing. people will tell you, oh, you are here. Welcome to America, man. Where are you? Oh, I'm in Alabama. Man, Alabama is a death place. Alabama is this. You need to come to Chicago. You need to come to Texas. My brother, my brother, this woman has gone through processing, gone through a lot of things, risking her life, coming down there and doing everything. Then you just need to be focused with your wife. Then at a point in time, your wife will realize what she's telling you either is good or bad. You will know yourself if she's telling you what is bad because the moment you start working, those you are working with, you will start seeing them discussing one or two things. Then what they are saying will now re start reflecting to what your wife has been telling you. Through that, you can know if your wife is telling you bad or good. Mm -hmm. And never believe you want to come down here and within six months, you want to have billion dollars. Never. You should be ready to pay your taxes. This is not Nigeria. Nigeria, when somebody wants to pay me one million naira, my one million naira is my one million naira. America, when they are paying you one million naira, or we pay you $1,000, be expecting $700 because different taxes is gone. Mm -hmm. And that is not a bad thing. That is the system here. Mm -hmm. Is the system here. And if you know your wife cannot prepare our food as an African, don't see her as a bad wife. There are ways you can talk to your wife that, that can make her start feeling kind of guilty inside of her. Man, I brought him here. 
I'm not making him happy. But when you are trying to be to be the boss, kind of being control, you are not cooking my food, man. Yeah, you are having problem. Yeah, because for one, he knew he wasn't marrying an African woman. Yes. Start so, there. Mm-hmm. Yeah, You're, because they are different from what to eat is different from what they eat. Yeah. So if you want your wife to 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 like cook for you or try to eat what you eat, it is you can't force her. You need to, there are ways, it's a gradual process. It's not something that can happen in a jerky. So that is one. The African man that is coming here should not think he will just wake up in the morning and go to the car park or, or the garage and start picking dollars on the floor. Man, you got to work hard. Okay. You got to work hard. You need to work hard mm-hmm. because when the more you work, the more you make your money, then when you make your money, be ready to support your wife. Then another thing I'm going to tell our men, never think because you are working, your wife is working in America, then you think because she has her money, I have my money, I'm supporting what I can support for the house support, I will not do nothing. If you see something beautiful for your wife, come on, go ahead and get it for her. By her There's gifts. One thing, yes. By her appreciation. Gift. Yes. As a, then at times, just look at her and just say, honey, nobody's eating in this house. Come on, let's go to the, to the buffet. Let's go eat in the buffet. Let's enjoy ourselves. All these things, it's sign of appreciation. Mm-hmm. And I'm going to say this. I know American women are crazy. <laughs> what do you mean we you crazy? Got that right. You know what I mean by you are crazy is if you don't fix them right, they fuck you up. <laughs> yeah. But what I will advise anybody, don't listen to any external advice. Be yourself. Believe in yourself. Because the moment you believe in yourself and live for yourself, then you will have room to understudy your wife, to understand your wife. Mm-hmm. But the moment you are in the house, somebody is telling you something from Chicago, somebody telling you something else from California, somebody telling you something else from Maryland, you will, you will be distracted. Mm-hmm. Then mm-hmm. I can tell you the battle in the house will continue. Mm-hmm. It will continue. So all I will advise them is come with one mind, one spirit, and everything is not going to happen in a day. It just be happening gradual process. Mm-hmm. Love your wife, care for your wife, never disrespect your wife. Never. You may disrespect in Nigeria, you can't disrespect American women. They are crazy. I'm saying this. You know, and we don't take that disrespect. Yes. At you know, all. So we at all. It. Yeah, at all. So, <laughs> but I would advise them. You know, some we advise people and tell them, oh, American women, they are bad, they are this, they are this, they are that. But I can say for myself, I don't know about somebody else. I realize since I've been getting things straight, trying to do my best to make my wife happy, she's making me one million and one happy than the way I do to her. Then I ask myself this question, why is she doing all this for me? Then I realize I am one of her job. So if I'm trying to do that and and, and she's giving me back what if you think you are crazy and you want to be stubborn with them, they'll prove to you this is our fatherland. You came here, we brought you down here, so they will treat your fuck up. <laughs> yeah, so and then they, too, the American mm-hmm. woman also needs to respect her husband. I'm coming to that. Mm-hmm. I'm coming to that. I want to talk to my brothers out there. Okay. Come here, come and walk, and make sure never in any way lie to your woman and lie to them 
telling them, I don't have family in Nigeria. I don't have anybody. It's a lie. Come on, expose the truth. It's a lie. We were not, we, we didn't fall down from heaven. We were born and raised from a family. Before we met American wife, we have some people assisting us. So somebody, when I, I, I have no food that has been assisting me before I met my wife, before coming to America, is it possible for me to come to America where I'm now working and I'm making little money? Is it possible for me to make money and never remember that person again? I will assist that person too. Mm -hmm. So where the battle comes is, if my wife now said, no, you can't do anything, then I'll say, then let me just go back. You understand me? So we should just, we need, they need to be truthful and explain to their wife, even before you come here, let them realize I have my family. Mm -hmm. But make every American woman know that your first priority is where you sleep. And that is here. Come on. That's your first, your first priority. Get them together, this brother. You sleep. This is where you sleep. This is where you do things. This is where you're doing things. It is not easy. We know some people that are here doing one of the things. It is not easy. So for you to come here in a ready-made house and everything, your first priority is your home here. This yes. is where you lay your head. Yes. So after doing your rights, doing your, the normal thing you need to do as your house support, make your wife, then whatever is left, my brother, you know what we do. You need to assist your family. You need to assist people. You need to support because the way we, we are living over there is from the way we live here. Mm -hmm. So that is normal. Then that is for the man. Now I want to say this to American women. Please, 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 and please. It is not just about, I want to marry African man. Do you think or make a research about the African men you want to marry? Do you, do you, do you understand how many, how many miles away you're traveling? How many continents you are flying over to go and bring somebody from a, a, a new aquifer to somewhere new again? Mm -hmm. So I would advise American women, don't see us as Billy Goat. We are not Billy Goat. But the point is, the way of life there is different from the way of life here. So don't expect us to come down to America in less than two weeks and you want to change us to what you want. It is not possible. Mm -hmm. Somebody was born for over 40 years in Nigeria, born and raised there, and you just bring that person to another continent in less than two weeks and you want that person to be doing what you want. It's a gradual process. Mm -hmm. It is a gradual process. That is one. The secondly, like my wife, when I first came here, when I'm talking, she was like, you're forcing that. I was saying, no, I'm just expressing myself. Mm -hmm. You know, they need to understand that we have a louder voice. You know, and most times when we are talking, we, I think a lot of us are being raised by talking with reactions. We have what we call body language. Mm -hmm. Like talking, we, you may be demonstrating, you may be like, oh, okay, okay, okay. That does not mean we mean harm. So they need to calm down. American women need to calm down for us. Calm down. Try to like, okay, it is, it is a battle. American women need to be prepared for too that, oh, I'm going to bring someone from another continent. Mm -hmm. So you should be ready to face that, that, okay, I need to face it. Just like you born in a newborn baby, you need to start training. And another thing, you know, 
the way you speak your English here, like, come here. Come here. Come on, come on, come on, come on. You know, you make us to understand, like, this is the way we speak here too. This is the place I could see you could just wake up and your wife would say, hey, baby, you need to take that garbage can and put it outside. I'm like, man. <laughs> <laughs> you know, so it, 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 we will see it as the first time you will see that thing. Look at how she's controlling me, turning me to a slave. No, that is the culture here. So Thank they you need for to clarifying start, that. Yes, that's the culture here. It is not that they are mean, or it is not that they are enslaving. Then every American woman, there are some women, before their husband arrives, they already start planning, oh, when he comes, he's going to be the one cleaning the pan for me. He's going to be the one washing the dishes. No. When I come down here and you start doing that to me, I will look at you that you already have plan. I think that is why most men, when they're in their shoes, everybody will start thinking of, it's just like they're in the jail. <laughs> so they start thinking of how to prison break. Mm -hmm. They want to go. So let me ask you this. Okay. Let me ask you this um, about children. So when an African man marries an American woman that's older, and this man does not have children, and this woman cannot have children, will mm -hmm. that be a problem in their marriage? Um, apparently, it's going to be a problem. Okay. Why I say it's going to be a problem is. If any African man comes down here and tell you, oh, I don't want a child, I'm telling you, it's 301% lies. Wow. It is a lie. And, and that's, that's if he don't already have children, right? That is if he doesn't have children already. Okay, okay. See, let me tell you one thing our parents believe in Africa. They believe, I gave birth to you. You need to give back baby too. I need to see my... At times when you don't have baby early in Africa, man, your parents should be on you. Like, what are you doing? I want to see my grandchild. I want to see my grandchild. You know, so you can come here and tell your wife that, oh, I don't want a baby. No. But I will say this. If you truly and deeply love your wife, mm -hmm. this is America. There are ways you can sit down discuss a solution. There is always a solution to every problem. Then another thing, we African men should not use that as an advantage to, 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 to kind of hurt your wife. Mm -hmm. Because I know quite all right, every American woman will tell you, I don't know, let me say most, let me not say 100%. From the first day you all start talking, She's going to tell you, I'm sorry, I can't give back to any child again. She will tell you. So if you, if you tell her, oh, yeah, I don't need a child. I don't have any child and I don't even want child. No. Tell her, it is a happiness that matters to you. So when you get to that bridge, you discuss it. There are different ways you can have a baby. You understand? Mm -hmm. So if anybody comes out here and tell you, no, I don't want a child. And you don't have it out. Let us just live to death and be childless. It's a lie. Wow. It's a lie. It's very important in your culture for you to have um that children. is Africa. That is Africa. That is Africa for you. Okay. Especially my own tribe. If you don't have a baby early, your mother will start, your father will start. What is the problem? What is happening? 
And how would you tell your parents and tell them, I am living, I am living with, with, with a woman in the house for years and we have no child? Then we ask you, man, are you protecting yourself during sex? <laughs> yeah, then we ask that question. But it is something, it is not bad if the both of you know what you want. You see, in marriage, every marriage has an inner secret. Everybody has their, their, their personal issue in their marriage. So it's part of some issues in some marriage, but there is always a way around it. Mm -hmm. So don't let people see we Africans as if when we get here and, oh, I have a point to divorce her and say, because she doesn't have a child for me, you cannot have a child. That's, but at the, at the start, you told her, I don't want a child. But I want to ask this question too. Is any American woman ready to forgo his or her child for marrying African man? No. Do you understand what I mean? Hello, can you hear me? What did you say, Sam? Say it again. Yeah. I said, can any American woman, uh, uh, what do you call when you want to, uh, uh, I mean, like, let your child go? Give it up for adoption or something? No, 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 no. Like, um, there's an English called that. Like, when you, want to, when you want to say, I don't want this child again. Just give it up? Yeah. Can you give up your child? For marrying African man, can I no? You can. So you see where the problem is. So why do I need to come here and lie that I don't want a child? Exactly. So, so if if she can do that for me, why will I pretend and say I can do that for you? So you think that? Do you think that the men that that does this? Um, knowing that they want children and they know that that wife cannot have children, do you think um, they are only with them to get to America? Well, everybody has different mission mm -hmm. in the United States. So it depends on your mission in the United States. Your mission in the United States determines if you are truthful or you are lying. If I meet a woman and a woman tells me I love her and she says she cannot have a baby for me, and I think I already have my baby, and if I think I need more baby, I know where we get there, we can talk about it. Mm -hmm. That that would be our personal secret. Nobody will hear about it. But so if you say, oh, she cannot have a baby, I don't want a baby too. I think there is something behind. Okay. There is something so behind. So what can the American wives do to help their husbands overcome the cultural shock once they get here? All they could do is just try to keep on making us to have confidence in you, keep on building our courage mm -hmm. and try, you know, uh, uh, at the point in time, you need to come down because we are the visitor that came in here to leave, you know, here. So, you know, at the point in time, you may be kind of aggravated to our reactions, the way we talk and everything. At the point in time, you need to slow down. When you slow down as an American woman, so that when you slow down, 
you can have room to understudy your husband too, to know why is he doing like this? What is happening between our marriage? Why are we forcing every day? Why are we crying every day? Why is he always doing this? Then by the time you slow down, you can now see the point where the problem is coming from. Then you know where to tackle. Mm -hmm. So I would say at the point in time, American women need to slow down and never think, because something, some women think the man is here, he knows everything about America. We know not about America. So you should be ready to be our teacher. No matter, you know, a class teacher tolerates a lot of things. And another thing is, you, you, when you were going to, the, uh, uh, to Africa to marry your husband, nobody flew there with you. You went there by yourself. Mm -hmm. So another advice to the American women is try as much as possible, focus on your journey and that is your marriage. Mm -hmm. Because by the time you start listening to some people who start telling you, she, oh, he come here because of his green card. Oh, when he gets his green card, he wants to go. Oh, when he's doing this, he's going to do that. Then when you have that at the back of your head, I'm telling you, you can never see happiness in your marriage because what you are thinking is different from what the guy is thinking. So it's, it, it's not in, on the same page. You are not on the same page. So definitely you'll be quarreling and at the end of the day, the marriage will crash. So the same thing I'm telling you, men, don't listen to anybody. Focus on your marriage. Okay. You are here because of your wife. So when you both have the same focus, the same picture, before you know it, things will just start working out good. Okay. That is my advice. Okay. Take your time to study your marriage. My advice. So what have you learned so far being in this type of marriage, Mika? What have I learned so far being in this type of marriage? Mm -hmm. um, you have to have patience. You have to have lots of patience. Lots of patience. Um, just like he said, when, when he arrived, he was just like a, a, a baby. Mm -hmm. um, he had he knew how to drive but he had to learn how to drive a certain way here because in mm -hmm. nigeria you know you just drive however you want um you gotta have patience you gotta have patience patience and understanding that's that's the main thing is patience okay yeah samuel for you um may i ask how much influence does the african man's family um let me see how I say this. Okay. So how, how much influence does the families back home have on you, uh, African men coming to America, like their decision to come here, to come here? Oh, they are always very happy because they believe when you get to America, you know, there's work is available. Mm -hmm. You know, then American dollar is higher than Nigerian Nero. So they believe what you work for in one hour is something somebody may be getting for two weeks. So it is always a place where everybody wants to be. You know, we are not a lazy people. We are hardworking guys. Mm -hmm. So every, every parent want their children to be here for a better life. So they are always 101% happy. They pray for you every time. They want to hear your voice always. They want to make sure you are good. But the only fear they always have is, who are you going to meet? Where are you going to stay? Mm -hmm. So the moment they are secured with that, oh, they will be 101% appreciative and always happy. Mm -hmm. So because when, when you are in America and you just send just $20 to, 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 to your family back home, one person in your family, 
excuse me, they, 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 they will really appreciate that. They will appreciate it, you know. So nobody wants their child to just stay there without having nothing. So they will definitely be supportive to be here. Okay. Yeah. That's understandable. Because, I mean, life is hard over there. You know, trying to, I've seen it with my own eyes all day long. It's a hustle. Awesome. Hustling and, all day long. Yeah. So. And even when you, when you hustle all day long, they may end up telling you at the end of the month, you know, we, they pay your salary then monthly. And when you may hustle for the whole month and they tell you at the end of the month, say, yeah, we're sorry, don't worry, we're going to pay you your salary next month. Mm -hmm. that, that, that is where the problem is coming up. So, but here, man, you work for your money, you, you get your money. The day you clock in, the moment you clock in, they start the company start holding you. <laughs> okay. Another so, day, another dollar. <laughs> we're gonna take a few questions from the audience and then we're gonna okay. get out of here. Okay. So if y'all have some questions, please drop them in the comment. And we're not gonna take many because we've already been on been on for about an hour and a half. So um if you have questions, <laughs> drop them real quick. We'll get them to answer them if they want to. And we're going to close out of here. Any questions? Let me just give them a minute. So overall, Samuel, you're enjoying being in America. Um, enjoying being in America, but still. So your wife cooked your African food? Yeah, she cooked my food now. That's another thing I'm really enjoying. She cooked my food, she eats with me. Yeah, that is part of what I'm trying to say, telling American <laughs> women, you know, there are some things you would do that gives us more hope mm -hmm. in the marriage, you know. Eat with us, even though you don't know how to eat it 100%, if it is just a bite, you know, it gives us like, wow. You know, if it is just noodles and egg, you can prepare with our habanero pepper or whatever. You know, just try to do something. So there's a reason why you have come to marry an African man, you know, the day we were proposing and said, will you marry me? You told me yes. So that yes is the. So you should, you should always prove that yes to me, always. Sam, someone wants to know, did you get homesick? I did. I did. Yeah. Mm -hmm. yeah. yeah. I did. Sam, are you in the Yoruba tribe? Yoruba yeah. tribe? Yeah. That's why I purposely put on my cap so that they can know. Why is it so hard for African men to answer questions? How? What kind of question? What was hard to ask? What was yeah, because he's answered every question I've asked him. So who's asking it? Um Nyla Edwards. Ask her what does she mean? He's answered every question that uh, was presented to him. I don't know if she's talking about in the marriage, relationship, or whatever, but but he's answered every question I've asked him. How long does it take to get a visitor's visa from Africa to the U.S.? You, can, you, you cannot determine that because um, visiting visa is something that is a 50-50 visa. When you get in there, it's by luck. Let me, that is the consular decision. Then the consular will tell you no. So it's just something that will, they, they deny you instantly and it's over instantly. 
was it hard for you was it hard for you to um adjust to the american culture it was hard for me at the point in time i was aggravated because i was like somebody would do something i was like look at what this person is doing i was mad but i realized this is america you need to be cautious so I don't call the police on you and you go to jail. So I keep quiet. <laughs> Sam said he ain't trying to go to jail. <laughs> no. Was it, hard, was it hard to find employment? And how long did it take to find employment? It wasn't hard. I was, that, let me say, I was lucky. It wasn't hard for me to find employment at all. At all. I was lucky. I would say that. Yeah, he's been at the same place since he started. started. Um, over a year now? Yes. Okay, so she's clarifying what she's saying. The lady that asks, why is it hard for African men to ask questions? She said, I'm asking because some have trouble opening up. Some men have trouble, you know, if you ask them a question, they have uh, trouble answering the question. Um, let me say, somewhat African man that does not want to answer questions, does not understand the way of life in America. I realized something. I learned a lot during the processing because I may talk to my wife today. She asks me a question, I answer her today. In the next three, four weeks, she asks the same question. She wants to know if my answer will still be the same thing. I realized that. Then I was like, you need to be intelligent too. And how can you be intelligent? You can only be intelligent when you are truthful. Because when you lie yesterday and she asks you the question in three weeks again, I, definitely you are going to say something else. So okay. the reason why some people don't want to answer questions, it is best known to each other. I know myself, I don't know about someone else. Simp Diane says, my husband is 39 and he doesn't have any kids. Do you think I should be worried because I'm not going to have any more, any more kids? No, she should not be worried. That is why I said there's, that this is, there's, everybody has different mission. Mm -hmm. Everybody have different mission. This person may love her and just look at the way of, I want to be there, I want to support you, I want your happiness. So it is something, that is a personal discussion between it's the two of them. Between, them. between the two of them, personal discussion between the two. So she should open up and let the man open up and okay, let us now assume if this occur in future, how can we, then they, Man, it's a personal problem. Yeah, and yeah. if he's not here in America yet, um, that's a question that you need to be asking now. Now, you yeah. know, before he get hit here. Mm -hmm. Do you want kids? Or you know, he she needs to ask that question. Ron Houston said, What made the wife seek out a man in Africa rather than finding someone in the States? Yeah, the first thing I'm gonna say about that because we are, I can say we African men, the real African men. The real African men are hardworking and supportive. You better tell and them. <laughs> we are supportive and we are hardworking. And the next thing, we're going to bed. It's part of it. He's so crazy. Has Sam considered sharing his wisdom with the men like him from Africa with American women? Say that again. Has Sam considered sharing his wisdom with men like him from Africa with American women? Yes, I have a lot, a lot I have. And I'm glad today a lot are having issues in their marriage, but with my own kind of experience and my advice to them, 
the marriage itself. Somebody said, Timmy Williams, Williams Walker said, what is the different types of marriages in the African culture? Yeah, African culture, we have traditional marriage, we have church marriage, we have, um, that's, we have traditional marriage, religious marriage, then we have the, the registry marriage. That's so, what we had, we went to the registry. Yeah, it's three types. Is that you do traditional, religion or law. Okay. So I think we're gonna conclude this live and thank you two so much for allowing why, me why to- Why do you want to conclude it now? We've been on two hours. Man, I'm enjoying it. But thank you two so, so much for allowing me to interview you guys and get a husband and a wife who's actually living together in America. Yeah. yeah. Um, America's perspective. <laughs> on this type of marriage. It has been a pleasure having you guys on here. Thank you so much. Thank you for allowing us to be here, my friend, um, <laughs> my sister. Mm -hmm. Thank you so much. We really enjoyed it, even though he took over. I told the people that I told we were being interviewed, I said, Sam gonna do the most talking. <laughs> he did just that. Yeah, and thank you so much. for also, you are there as a motivator for us. Thank yeah. you so much. We appreciate you. You're so we welcome. Thank and you. to my viewers, to all of our viewers, thank you so much for tuning in. Thank you to all of you, those who shared this live. We appreciate you so much. Thanks for your support and your love. And if you're an American woman and you are dating, engaged, married to, divorced from, or even been scammed from a man from the continent of Africa, and would you like to be on our platform, please send your request to info.thelamposhow at gmail.com. Until next time. We'll see you guys later. Bye. Peace. Bye.